0: Had an opportunity to celebrate a bit already today, and I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to take a time as a Dawson family of faith to celebrate Christmas together. I don't know about you, but we already had a little chaos in our house this morning. Um, I, if you have little kids, I'm guessing they got you up real early. Um, my kids aren't so little. Mine are in their 20s, but we still, had a, we still had some fun and made some mess, and we're throwing you wrappers know, back and forth at each other, and opening up gifts, and having surprises, and being surprised, and just having a wonderful, wonderful morning, and then getting dressed and rushing here to be with all of us today. So I'm looking forward to um, looking, at our, looking at the Scripture today, and, and looking at really a passage where Joseph, we learn of Joseph's experience of Jesus' birth. And as we look at this passage, we're going to hopefully be reminded of this gift that we have in Jesus Christ. And as we celebrate Christmas today, we're going to be thankful for what he has given us, because in reality, he's given us the best gift ever. And I hope you got good gifts under the tree. I really do. I, I got some good gifts. I was surprised by some of them. I got some, I got some gifts that I, I didn't expect to see. Um, and I got some I'm looking forward to wearing. I didn't have a chance to put any on today. They weren't quite ready for, for you know, presentation. Um, but I got some great gifts, and I'm looking forward to using them. But I also, and I don't know about you, but in the midst of the Christmas season, it, it can be easy to lose track of Christ. It really can. Now, if you ever had this conversation, I mean, I'm actually in full-time ministry. And I, and I, I, I even had the conversation myself, oh my goodness, Christmas is on Sunday this year. <laughs> and I went, did I just say that? Did I just say that? Did I just whine that Christmas is on Sunday and it confuses my schedule? You know, but, but sometimes we can. Sometimes, you know, we, we have so many holidays and traditions and we have plans and they're great, great things. Spending time with family, getting gifts for friends, you know, getting together and celebrating, you know, seeing relatives you haven't seen, having people come home that you don't get to spend time with. There's lots of wonderful, wonderful things about Christmas that we should rightly celebrate. And, and we want to keep the focus on Jesus Christ, our Savior. So this morning, we're just going to take a few minutes and we're going to look at the account in the Gospel of Matthew. And that's the account from Joseph's experience of Jesus' birth. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at what Jesus is instructed on, what to name Jesus, and also what he's going to be called. And as we do that, we're going to learn that we celebrate Christ's birth because God has come, and he has come to save us and to be with us. That is what has taken place with Christ's birth and coming to earth. So I invite you, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to the Gospel of Matthew. If not, I'll just, I'll be reading it aloud. Um, And then I'll be in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through to 25. And we'll just focus, when we look at it more closely, we'll focus on the few verses about his naming. So so as I read it, just turn your eyes and keep your eyes attuned to the instructions that Joseph gets about naming Jesus and why he's named this way and what he will also be called. Because we're going to discover we celebrate Christ's birth because God has come and he's come to save us and to be with us. Matthew 1, 18 to the end of the chapter. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So you see that the two emphasis on names in the story are he's supposed to call him Jesus because he will save people from her sins, And he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And as we look at those two names and what he's to be called, we will learn that that Christ's birth, we celebrate it because God has come, come to save us from our sins and to be with us. Those are two pretty incredible gifts. Let's look first at the instruction about naming. In verse verse 21, the angel says to Joseph, she will give birth to a son, and you were to give him the name Jesus, because he will save their people, save his people from their sins. It says, name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, most of us don't know what the name Jesus means. You know, why does why, why that, what, what's the connection between name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins? How is that connected? Well, the name Jesus is the Greek Form of the Hebrew word, Hebrew name, Joshua. Okay, so, so Jesus is the Hebrew, if you look at the Hebrew form of the word, it is Joshua. And the name Joshua actually means Yahweh, or the, you know, the personal name of God for the Israel, Israeli people. Yahweh saves, or Yahweh is salvation. So he's taking the actual name, he's saying, look, you're going to name him Jesus, because, you know, and when you hear Jesus, you think of the name Joshua. That's what they would do. And they think of, oh, Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh saves. And he says, "Now you're going to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, there have been lots of people named Joshua. I mean, we read about many of them in the Old Testament. You have Joshua. You know, Joshua who took over the, the, the promised land. It took over after Moses. But those people being named Joshua was a testament to God. Their name name meant Yahweh is salvation. They're declaring the truth. I, I am named Joshua because I believe Yahweh is salvation. That's what the parents, it's a testimony to who God is. That's not why Jesus was named this. He says he will be named Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So he's identifying Jesus with God. You see, God has come in Jesus. God has come, and what has He come to do? He's come to save. He has come to save. Now Jesus is known for a lot of things in a lot of places. And across religions and across the non-religious, Jesus is greatly respected. Some see Him as a masterful teacher, and He was. Some saw him as a miracle worker, and he was. Some saw him as a great moral or ethical example who served and gave his life, and he was. Some see him as the founder of a religion, and he was. Some saw him as actually influencing a political situation, and he did. All those are true, but that's not at the heart of why he came. He came to save his people from their sins. And if today, if, you're, if you think of Jesus as someone who's just a teacher, or someone who is a moral example, or someone who performed miracles, then you're missing the heart of who he is and why he came. It would be like this. I, I, a couple weeks ago, I had a very bad... I woke up with a toothache. It was hurting and then about 10 o'clock, I'm like, this is not just your normal little tooth pain, you brush with Sensodyne that goes away thing. You know, cavity? No. This is like deep pain. And it was getting worse and worse and worse. And I go, I, I, um, I recognize this pain. I've had one of these a few years ago. I go, this feels like a, you know, requir- something that requires a root canal. And so I'm like, oh, nuts. You know, so it's just hurting. I'm like, oh, maybe it'll go away. Take some Advil. and no, it doesn't go away. So I, I just call up the dentist and say, can I come see you today, please? You know, and they're like, sure, come in. So, so I go in and I wait and it's just hurting, you know, and it comes and goes. and It's hurting. And I get in there and I, I see him and, and he takes these x-rays. And sure enough, abscess problem. So he sends me to the endodontist. So next, so I go to the next, thankfully they can see me. I go sit in there and it hurts. It hurts. Now imagine you know, I go in there, the, 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 the assistant takes some more x-rays. Yep, that's it. It's on this exact little route. you got to take care of this thing. Now, imagine <clears throat> the endodontist comes in. i got 30 minutes with him. That's, the, that, that's what it's going to take for him to do this. Now, imagine <clears throat> instead of me going, you know, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate this. Let's get to work. Imagine I said, oh, no, 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 no. I like the feng shui you have going in your office here. I like your decorating style. Can you just tell me about this? Can you tell me about like the, how you chose those materials and fabrics and wall color to go together? Because you have an eye for these things. Or imagine if I said, it looks like your employees are very well managed. I like your, your leadership style. Could you just tell me about that? Yeah, that, that wouldn't be the best idea, right? Because I'm in pain and I'm really hurting, and I'm there. Why? I'm there to get my tooth taken care of. I'm not there to have someone talk to me about decorating and management and and football or anything else. But if we come to Jesus and we just talk to him about wisdom or ethics or morals or, or how to influence a movement, we're missing why he came. Just as I would be missing why I'm going to the dentist, why I'm going to the orthodontist, why I'm going to the endodontist to get my root canal taken care of if I didn't ever ask him to do it. Jesus came to save. It's what his name means. It's why he came. So today let's let's give thanks for that. Let's receive that present from him. Because the reality in this world is this world is broken. I mean, if this political period we just went through didn't make that obvious, what will? If our daily experiences in life don't make that obvious, what will? If looking in our own hearts doesn't make that obvious, what will? We are broken and separated from God. And it's because of that that we are sinful and separated from God. And it's a problem we cannot solve. And so God sent his son Jesus, Jesus Yahweh is salvation. He sent Jesus to save us from our sins. So he came and he died for us and for our sins. And he rose from the dead. And through faith in him, we receive forgiveness. So that's the first thing. We celebrate Christ's birth because God has come and he's come to save. The second name we see mentioned in this passage says in verses 22 and 23, it says all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, this time, he's actually quoting the Old Testament, which is in Hebrew, and Emmanuel in Hebrew means, he tells you, doesn't he? God with us. He's quoting the prophet Isaiah when he came to speak to the nation of Israel about 700 years before, a time of corruption, a time of evil leadership, a time of of international turmoil in a time where God was sending a message really calling them to repent, and they refused. And Isaiah speaks of a child that will come and speaks of a time in the future over a series of of, of Isaiah 7, 8, and 9, speaks of this child who will be born to a virgin, who will be God with us. And he goes on to describe the child more and more, and he gets to chapter 9, he says, unto us a a son is given, unto us a child is born, and he and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's no ordinary child. That is Emmanuel. That is God with us. And so what it's saying is this God with us that it was, it was, it was prophesied 700 years before is now fulfilled in Jesus so Jesus comes to save us from our sins and to bring God's presence with us. And he did that, didn't he? He called his disciples to follow him. And they actually followed him. I mean, literally, they were with him. When they fed the 5,000, they're picking up all the pieces and all the baskets. When they're walking, you know, through, through the desert areas, when they're walking through, by the Jordan River getting baptized, when they're walking into Jerusalem, he's actually present physically with them. God with them us can you imagine god in human form in jesus christ with us as humanity but it didn't end there that actually ushered in a time of god's presence with us you see because jesus said to his disciples he says i'm going to the father it's actually good that i'm going because i'm going to send his spirit to be with you And Jesus, before he he left her, after he'd been crucified and raised from the dead, he gave the great commission to his disciples. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And surely or truly, I'll be with you until the end of the age. And in Acts, he tells them, he goes, wait until Jerusalem, until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. In Acts chapter 2, what happens? The Holy Spirit is poured out. You see, the Old Testament times, God's Spirit came on people in a different way. Sometimes God showed himself, in, in, you know, when they, in Exodus, he showed himself in the, in the pillar of fire or, or in the cloud of smoke. Sometimes God would come a, through his presence on a judge to act in a mighty way. Sometimes he'd come through a king. He put his Spirit on a king. Sometimes he'd come through prophets who spoke God's word, but it was selective, and it came, and it went. Even in Psalm 51, when David is speaking there, he goes, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Because that's what happened. Remember, God put his spirit on Saul, and then he took it away because Saul disobeyed. And then he put it on David. It was not an experience for all people. But in the prophet Joel, he promised, one day, one day, I will pour out my spirit without distinction on all kinds of people, whether slave or free, male or female, all people's all my people I'll pour out my spirit. And that's what happened in Acts chapter 2, right? The spirit came, and was poured out. And so today we can experience the presence of God through his Holy Spirit if we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And that was ushered in through the birth of Christ. He came as God with us. And then he sent his spirit to be God with us. When he returned to heaven. That's good news. For many people, you know, Christmas is a, is a great time and, and we get to be with family and friends and that's fantastic. But God is also with us. For others of us, Christmas time is a time of sorrow, of people who have been lost or, or tragedy or, or things that have not played out like we've expected and we feel alone. Yet God is with us. Many of us will go through circumstances this week and we'll get back into some of the routines of life and some of the same frustrations, and some of the same concerns and worries that we don't know how we're going to handle. Yet God is with us. And all this began with the birth of Christ. And we celebrate Christmas today, the birth of Christ, because God has come to save And God has come to be with us. That's great news. So today, I I, I just want us to reflect on that, to celebrate that, to give God thanks for that, that he came to save, to overcome our sin that we could never overcome, and then to be with us. You know, God God does not promise to remove all of our problems, but he promises to be with us in and through them. And that one day, one day, we will be with him face to face, and those problems will be gone. We celebrate that on Christmas, at Christ's birth, because God has come to save and to be with us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you that we can celebrate together today. We thank you that we can read your word. We thank you that you have had a plan of sending your son. Thank you that you sent your son to save people like us. People who have no hope of knowing God apart from your intervention. God, we thank you that you not only came to save, but you came to be with us. You're committed to us. We are yours. And we pray that today that you would be honored. And we pray today that you would allow us to receive those gifts from you. God, I pray if there's there's some here today who have only seen you as a teacher or an example or something else, that today they would receive you as their Savior. And I pray that each one of us today would walk in joy and thankfulness of the salvation you've given and that we would enjoy your presence and rely upon you today. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray.